Options Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever faithful hosts, Joel McDonald. That is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? Joel, I am cursed with knowledge of Elden Ring, but I'm good. <laughs> we will get to that. We will we get to, will that. Get to like, that. It's it's like it's a burden to have played that, and then yeah. also now, now that I'm not playing it again. Until February. But apart from that, I'm quite good. Thank you. Yeah. Excellent. Good to hear. Very good to hear. Um, Still riding that Metroid um, Dread High? Yeah. I mean, up the Game of the Year at the Game Awards, you all better vote for it or I will disown each of you. I mean, yeah, clearly I'm going to. Like, it's good. Just look, I'm just just making sure. Okay. Like, our, I mean, the community votes will only affect it somewhat. Yeah. It's mostly the journos, but like, still do your part. It's like, it's like, there are some very good games in that category, but yeah. Um, and there's one that I'm not going to be able to play until like 2024 at this stage, 23, maybe. Um, Deathloop. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not getting a PS5 De- anytime soon. Deathloop um, is a game I'm like, I really want to play you. It's just mm-hmm. like, I'm looking at my time and I'm like, ah, I, I feel like as a PS5 owner, I have a duty to, to play it for at least to discuss it with you, but at, was, at this point, it in. <laughs> at this point, I'll be playing it on Game Pass when it like the, the almost definitely ends. Like yeah, that's as soon as sure. it comes out on Game Pass, I'll be downloading it for my series. Like that's <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> it's it's pre 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 loaded at the moment. Um, but yes, no. So yeah, lots of good things happening at the moment. Game Awards nominees came out today. Today was a good day for things. It Game was. Awards nominees. We got a new trailer for Spider Man No Way Home, and Ooh. holy shit. I need that movie right now. I've just been sort of hole. like just hanging in Marvel, right? Because obviously oh. we ju- Eternals came out recently. Yep. I finally watched um, Shang-Chi on Disney+. Yes. Plus. I'm just like, I'm living my best life in the MCU and it's great. I l- just last night f- finally finished watching What If. Um, oh, congratulations. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I finally caught up on that. That's a, that's, a, that's a fine TV show. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that like it's, of- it's, it's good. Like it's, it's For- like a... Yeah, for a series that, like, when it got announced, it was, like, it sounded like it was just going to be, like, standalone episodes. It does come together at it does. a nice little not, point at the end. Not all episodes are, cre- are created equally. Um, yeah. Not all episodes exist just yet. As no, well. that's true as well. Like, T'Challa, <laughs> T'Challa Starla was my favorite one, I think, easily. Like, Yeah. I really like yeah. that. I, I kind of like Thor, like, Party Thor. Like, oh, look. It was just... <laughs> Party Thor. It's just... Chris Hemsworth just, having the best fucking time in the recording booth. Um, it, I liked it as well because I'm I'm probably never going to get to see a Captain Marvel versus Four match in the MCU, so that also oh, yeah. was fun to watch as well. That was a really good fight. It's yeah, there's some cool stuff in there. I really enjoyed that show. Uh, and then we're on the precipice of Hawkeye next week. Yes, like, Hawkeye's close, and yeah, obviously Spider Man. And yeah, look, Marvel yes. Marvel has been like, you know what, two years of pandemic, but no, now movies. You go to yep. movies and you see our movies. <laughs> And, and also like, games, right. but we will talk about that very soon as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but apart from that, um, what else? Is, what's been what's been going on? What have you been? What I mean, been honestly, doing? it's just been it's been Marvel, right? Like, obviously, yeah, plenty yeah. of plenty of work, playing plenty of games, which we'll talk about. Mm. Um, I've nearly finished rewatching Cowboy Bebop before the Netflix series starts. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to recap The too. Witcher before season two of that starts. There's just too much, Joel. I am over- there is I'm too much. overwhelmed by things to do, to watch, to play, to listen to. Like, there's just too much. There's just too much. And, and thus I drown in content, just... and I never, I never, 
come out on top of any of it, really. I'm always behind. Yeah. Yeah. I'm oh, um, 100%. I just tonight decided to buy Inscription and I'm knowing very well that I have two other games I, I'm very much enjoying and very much in the middle of, but. I just bought Shin Megami Tensei 5. I don't know how I'm going to fit this game in. It's a JRPG and like. It's a JRPG by Atlas, so it's probably it's like 60 fucking, hours long. It is a capital J, capital R, capital yeah. P, capital G. Like, like Even more so than Persona, right? Because Persona's it's, like, hey, look how fun and colorful I am. And Shimon Gummitens is like, no, fuck you. Yeah, grind. we're going to beat. We're going to go and grind. Fucking ground. Like, yeah. All right. Okay, Shimon Gummitensei. <laughs> whatever you say. God. But um, yeah, so look, I am also. A, and I really, I really want to play Returnal. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to yeah. buy it, but I want to. Yep. Yeah, hey, I, I mean, Black Black Friday deals are coming up. They're, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping some good deals. I'm hoping there's some good deals. I think I'll get some good deals on that. Because there's been some pretty good deals already, but I think it's... Yeah, there's been times when it's been like mm. the price of a regular game, <laughs> which yeah, is Yeah, like nice. $76. Yeah, yeah I'm like, that's, we'll see, that's heavily discounted. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've just been I've just been plugging along, yep. doing my thing. Um, the tail end nice of the year be... is always like a weird time, yeah. especially when it's again like I feel like now we're actually emerging out of the worst of this pandemic, and it's, it's taking some readapting time. I'm like, okay, all right, I can do things mm-hmm. now, which is nice, but ah, there's so much I want to do now, which is look also nice, but also how do I prioritize yes. this? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I 100% agreed on that as well. Um, it's a you throw, throw a throw a, a toddler that you've got no one to look <laughs> after um, into the mix as well. That sort of puts a real big spanner in the works. Um, so we we I, I have seen Eternals as well, but my wife and I have both seen it, so we we're able to talk about it. But we saw it a week apart, separately. I went with some friends, and then she went by herself on a day off. Um, uh, we were luckily, because, you know, obviously Shang-Chi came out on Disney+, Plus, so we, we watched that together, which was good. Um, so good. I love that movie. Yeah, it's fucking great. Both movies. Very good movies. Yeah. Very really enjoyed. We really enjoyed both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the movie segment of the show over and over. The Marvel segment. The Marvel sponsored segment. Sponsored by Marvel. Please sponsor us, Marvel. I'd take, yeah. take the money. They can't afford us. Any, yeah, they can't. They'd be like, Karen, stop talking about Metroid. We don't talk about Metroid anymore. We only talk about Marvel. I'm like, no, nah, sorry. Not for any not for any dollars. Not for any amount of money. <laughs> Having said that, if they were just like, oi, here's a copy of No Way Home. I'll be like, I, this is the, no. the Marvel hour. The Marvel video no. games hour sponsored by Marvel, presented by Marvel with shout your out, co-host Marvel and Marvel. Shout out to like, that um, Nintendo ad with Brie Larson playing Metroid Dread. Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, God. Just in time to make it happen. I'm make, sick of it. Just make, make it happen. That thing. Who's it? Is it Jordan, Jordan Voigt Roberts that wants to make a Metroid movie as well? Like, oh, there's a, there's fucking... been a few people, but I think he was one. I know that I think Sakamoto has been talking about it as well. I was like, yeah, I'd like to see Samus in a movie. I'm like, stop it. Okay. I I cannot handle this. Hey, look at that. We managed to we talk about Metroid in an episode with no Metroid. Look at exactly, us. Look at us. Yeah. Like, it's, of course it's going to happen. Who would have anyway. thought we'd been here? Anyway, Not I more. think. It's time. We've got a lot of games to talk about tonight. Well, not we a lot, but we've got some beefy games to talk They're about They're big tonight. games, I would say. Um, and so I think we should not dilly-dally anymore. And let's kick it into the quest log. Mission completed. 
quest log. The quest log is, of course, our what we've been playing segment of the show, where we uh, bring back all the things that we, the fun things that we've been playing over the week, and have a nice, healthy discussion about them uh, in varying say, lengths of detail. You say week, like when you think about it, we yeah, spent all true. of October, or at least I did, thinking and playing Metroid. There was other games I was playing, so I've I've got like a nearly like a backlog now of stuff I can just sort of. Yeah. Lock and bring to quest log be like so in october i also played this and just drop it on the floor like there you go. yeah well it's, it, in, the inverse, earlier. <laughs> in the inverse november's just like here's all the games you've been looking forward to this yes. year joel um we're just gonna drop them right now november has uh, come for you <laughs> it fucking has like oh boy there's some big boys in here but um let's start off on a nice chill cozy vibe i think a nice what local say? indie note exactly yes um, and that is, of course, Unpacking from Witch Beam. Um, yeah, Unpacking came out three weeks ago now. What is time? Yeah, come out uh, some time ago now. It's um, it's been doing the rounds. Everyone's been talking about it. Everyone's been enjoying it. Um, we are both in that camp, I believe, as well. Yes, of enjoying I love it. this game. I love this game. Yeah. I finished it and was it's just great. like brilliant. I kind of want to just like wipe my memory and start it again. Yeah, it's great. It's um, this is a game that just does things. It takes a simple concept and just does it so well, and tells a story that is just so charming and heartbreaking and relatable, um, in, in some way, shape, or form. And yeah, it's it's gorgeous without any dialogue whatsoever. Basically, like it's yeah, no, it without any dialogue, it manages to tell a a pretty good story. But you can you gather. Again, just from opening boxes and putting things on shelves, you can sort of start to piece together what's happening. And yep. there are highs and there are lows. And it's, yeah, Absolutely. it's so yep. cleverly done. Yep. I was, honestly, I was blown away by it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I mean, this and this is a game that we've both played at, like, PAXs in you, past. You definitely played it at PAX. I think I watched yep. you play it at PAX. Watch but, um, yep. Even but, watching you play, I was like, oh boy, I want yeah, this. And that was like two thing. or three years ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe it was the last. I think PAX yeah, we went the, to. the yeah, last so, packs we went, the last in-person packs. <laughs> yes, the last one we had together. But uh, yeah, so if you're not familiar with unpacking, uh, well, see, it it's is the a... process of uh, getting a box, <laughs> oh and then you open God. the box, and then you take Fuck the contents out. Fuck you! Um, <laughs> got him! <laughs> you fucking chalk got it me. up. Put it on Jesus the board. Christ! That's fucking my territory. That's why I'm most mad about that situation. That's my territory. <laughs> um unpacking the game is uh it tells a story of a of an individual over a series of moves so um it starts i think 1998 i believe um like, honestly i don't remember the years but it definitely definitely yeah. covers like a period of like i want to say 20 or so i think yeah yeah it, it definitely i think it ends in around 2018 um it's the last move that you do uh and it sort of takes place through this person's life as they're unpacking in various environments throughout their life. So starting off with, you know, unpacking your, I think it's described as when you finish it and you get a little caption at the bottom of the photo in the photo book. It's, um, it's like finally got my very own room. So it's like th this person's finally got their own space and their own room. They're able to have their own say on where things go and what, what they want their place to look like. And, um, it's great. And so you go through things and obviously things are carried over that you, you bring with you, add more things, things get removed. Man, it's so it's so cool when you see something new, you're like, oh yeah, 
That's yeah. it. That's a D twenty. A fucking like, yeah. like oh that. I was God. like, oh yeah. All the play like the players handbooks and the DM guide, like oh that all was the, so good. All the GameCube games and the Wii games yes. and the DS games. And yes. we are from the we are from the age group that understood what the GameCube was and it made me mm-hmm. feel so old seeing people be yeah. like, Is this an appliance? Oh my god. It hurt it's, my soul. It like it, like, it was a it was it hurt a lot. It hurt me. It like hurt it was me. it's not that long ago, guys. It was only oh Jesus, it was twenty years and ago. It, it looks like a it looks like a games console. Like, come on, it's not that foreign. It's got a handle. Just because it doesn't have a uh, okay, it has a handle. It has I was a about handle, to say, just because cause it doesn't have a giant white wave on the top of it. Like I, it's yeah, but it does have a handle, I guess. It has a fair. handle. Um, Shout out to the GameCube having a handle, but yeah, I fuck yeah. when I saw the like some of the younger game people playing the game, be like, "What is this?" I'm like, "Oh no, yeah, I'm on the other yep. side now." <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so you go through and you have like within there is a setting you can turn on to sort of there is no wrong spot for things um, in like the the options, so you can just like oh, I actually didn't check that out. Like yeah, I I did my thing where I do where I start a game and I just check the options now for some. I just like yeah, I just like seeing what's in there, just out of curiosity. Um, and yeah, it was an option where it was like you know no wrong spots. Um, and if you check that, obviously you can put anything you want anywhere. That's abs- um, that would be absolute chaos mode. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, but if you don't do that, like when you unpack everything in a room, it'll tell you where it's like, Hey, this isn't in the right spot or this, you know, it's not in the wrong room or it's in the wrong spot. It, it's outlined by red. Yeah. It flashes and- red. And then usually from there, I was usually able to, to most of the time be like, Oh, okay. I'll just, what if I try it here? Oh, there we go. Like, yeah, exactly. I never got hung up on it for too long. No, no, I didn't think so. I, I, there was one later on in the game. There's one. I, I, there's one item that I get, but I, I, I don't want to say because it's a spoiler, and it's probably one of my favorite parts of the entire game. But we were just talking about before the show. Yeah. But flash red. I'm like, I don't know where to put this. Yeah. And when I found out where to put it, I was like, that hurt. That I yep. felt. I felt that one. <laughs> yep. No, the one that I was talking about was there was, I, I, I completely, I didn't realize that there was, the door was interactive. Like and that I was able a few to, times to me. Un, un, undo a door and I was like, oh, there's a whole fucking space in here like, for all this shit I, that I've been like cramming onto this one little shelf. When I first found the, the first bathroom that you could open up behind the mirror, I was like, oh my god, of course, of course. <laughs> and it's those moments where you're just like, well, no shit. Like, this makes yeah. things way easier. It's um, and it's cool. Some of the um, some of the items are like interactable once you've placed them, um. So like there's the a, basic um, controls, the drawing mannequin, you can, it yes, pose. you can pose. Yeah. And there's also that. the, um, the, yeah. And the same with the whiteboard, um, the little oh. magnetic whiteboard. Yeah. I know, cause I, can, there's also the magnet you can arrange to do like one plus two equals three and it gets an achievement. Oh, does it? I, I looked at those. And I'm like, I'm, there's gotta be something here, but yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Um, it's like little cool things like that. Yeah. It's, it is just a, a, a very, 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 very relaxing but also yeah sentimental and heartbreaking mm. game and it's it, it is a sensational job by witch beam and um i yeah i adore this game like it, i really it, genuinely cannot think of much to fault it on like it's it's really, really just good. Yeah. like <laughs> it's it, and it's it is like, it's one of those games where it's like it doesn't outstay its welcome by any no. stretch it's only like anywhere between like three to six hours depending on how like, in the weeds you want to get with things 
I guess if, if you wanted to be really petty and like you're like, I really need something to criticize, like you could say that like once I finished it once, I don't need to go back to it. But even for me, I'm like, I don't really care. Like I just enjoyed it that much, but that's not an issue. This would be one of those games where I would enjoy, now I've played it, I would enjoy giving it to someone and watching them play it. Yes. That's like true. someone that I really like, even someone that doesn't really play video games, I'd be like, hey, let's sit down. Let's play Unpacking. What is it? Don't worry about it. Let's you'll figure it out within the first five yeah. minutes. It's because you'll the get the idea. Is, is just wonderfully simple. Yeah, and it's it is it's just it it is so good and it's great being able to like put your own spin on things. It's like where would you put things and um you can sort of tell a lot about a person I guess where they place things in their rooms and things like that and, and how chaotic they decide to be. Um, but yeah, and I just I really liked. You said before, like, you know, you liked opening a box and finding a new thing in there and going, oh, that's a new thing. I also found, like, what didn't make the cut really interesting as yeah. well. Or even uh, sometimes then, it felt like there would be stuff you wouldn't unpack or a couple, and then a couple of rooms later you'd find it again as you're unpacking. You're like, oh, it's back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or um, even, like, yeah, I think down the track too, like some things that disappear come back as well. Like, it's and you can start mucking around with things and um and 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 really having some fun with it but uh it's some of the cool features of this game as well apart from the game itself are obviously you can take photos and put stickers on the photos and that's right, you can. different um different filters and stuff like that and you, you can, can, do so you like can take all time lapse gifs yes um which i saw a great one of these the other day Is um it one of the fight ones like with the yeah, it was the, yeah. The, the, the the like the the knife battle one. They, were, yeah. they had like two stuffed toys and a knife, and they kept moving it around. And in the GIF, it was like they were like fighting over these knives, and it was so funny. I'm like, I didn't even think to do something like that, and it's just that was brilliant. Um, doing this sort of like really really quite crude um stop motion yeah fight very scene. clever. Um. But yeah, so and you can like yeah save those and 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 share them on your social media platforms and whatnot. But um, yeah, I, this game is highly recommended. Like if, if you've got if you've got, I feel like a broken record. But if you've got Game Pass, like it it is on Game Pass. It is on, on PC and and console, and it's really great. Um, I watched a video on because it's also on um, Switch as well. Uh, I think the only thing it's not on is playstation at the moment yeah i don't think but, i've seen it there yet but hopefully soon um yeah because i've got the uh, yeah it says here on their website it's like steam switch xbox one humble store and gog so um but i was watching a video on like the nintendo switch version and the different ways you can play so yeah. you can just play it normally with the thumbsticks and all that sort of stuff it's got yep. full touchscreen integration oh that's nice so you can play it touchscreen um, and then there's also ways to play it using the um, the Joy-Con with the IR sensor as a pointer oh. in, in docked mode. And then there's okay. also a way you can – there's an, another way you could do it by playing, like, with a single Joy-Con, like, side-on as well. There's, oh like, a really God, interesting okay. way. They have done the work with, like, the, the Switch port for it. It's nice. very, very cool. Um, there was a video – I think they posted it, like, I think Witchbeam actually tweeted it out. And someone had retweeted it, and I was like, "Oh, that's really interesting." Um, so yeah, definitely check that out as well. But I just, I this game is just such good vibes, um, and just if you've got like a like it is a great like Sunday afternoon game. 
You finish lunch, you sit down on the couch, you could knock this out in an afternoon easily uh, and just have a very, very good time playing it. Um, cannot recommend it enough. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, it's And it's one of those things where I knew I, I went into it knowing I was like, look, I'm going to like this. Mm-hmm. I've watched you play it at PAX. Every time I've seen the gameplay, I'm like, that's just something I'm going to enjoy. But even coming out the other end, I'm like, I enjoyed that way more than I expected. Yep. And they did things that surprised me and just made me, I was like, good work, guys. <laughs> like, yep. I I came into this being like, I'm just going to play a game where I unpack boxes. And then I went, mm-hmm. I hit the end, I'm like, I felt things. Congratulations. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. no, again, no dialogue. Yes. It's all told With- just through, like, unpacking objects. It's really impressive. It's- yeah, yeah. It's, I, it, I like, it really leans into the strength of, his, of the medium it's in, really. Just absolutely in the gameplay. Mm-hmm. 100%. I, I think, too, like, without... We can't really talk much more about it without spoiling things. Like, normally, but, I'd be like, here's, like, five minutes to talk spoilers. But, like, honestly, nah. play it. Just do it. <laughs> just play it. Like, it is, yeah, it is so accessible and, and easy to pick up for anyone to play this game. It's yeah. so, so intuitive with, like... Here it is. Like, click the box. or the box opens. Cool. You pick something out of it. Where do you want to put it in the room? Put it here. And it was always so satisfying when you got the last item out of the box and it, like, folded up and disappeared. It was just a good feeling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because that never fucking happens. No. Sit up with a room full of fucking boxes. Right, now I've got all these boxes. And then you have to, like, undo the tape. and yeah. The visuals and just the animations were just all really lovely. It's just a really good game. It is. Yes, it is. Um, All right. Shall we move on? I mean, yes. But again, I just want to say, again, I just said it, but it's a really good game. Please play it Unpacking. It is a very good game. Yeah, please play Unpacking. Because um, I would like to talk about another game that is a very good game. Um, and I'm going to... finished. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's... Uh, I have not yet. <laughs> but uh, just because I got sidetracked by another very good game that we'll talk to, I'll talk about very soon um and that is i think probably the surprise hit of the year in a way i think if i was looking at the list of games i played this year Mm. and you were like what was the most surprising game you played kyron i'd be like that's a very specific question but my (laughs) answer is definitely this game Yes, this game, which is of course Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, like you can um, you can go back, you can probably go back to our E three episode, and you can listen to me harp on this game as I'm yep. watching this Square Enix presentation. And be like, why am I watching this Guardians game for like twenty minutes? Yeah, and then there's me just going, more, give me more, I love it. Um, and then the 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 I um the irony of the whole situation is that you finished the game. I finished I it and yet. I loved it. And <laughs> I have so much to say about it, but I can't say because I haven't finished it. But yeah, there's, there's a lot I can talk to though without giving anything away. But there's a lot of stuff that I'm gonna need to talk to you about, Joel. Yeah, so please I do finish it. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Def- I normally I'm I don't want to apply too much it. pressure. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like, def- look, you're an adult. We're all adults. We've all got things going on. But I'm gonna need you to finish this Marvel game. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna finish this Marvel game because I fucking love this Marvel game. It is very, 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 very good. Um, my only I'm gonna get this out of the way now. My only downside with the game is a purely me uh like a me problem, and that is of course that I'm playing on a PS4 and not a next gen console. So or a PC. So that's the only caveat that I have to this whole thing where I'm just like, ah man. Man, but that's no fault of the game. 
because See, the I, game itself is just if i had if i have issues and again without giving anything away there are there are technical issues with this game but again yeah. nothing that really got in the way of my overall enjoyment but again without giving anything away because you probably experienced some of these mm-hmm. um there is almost like a an ocean of difference between the cut scenes Mm-hmm. which is like whoa this this facial animate this mocap oh i love it and then you have like a little one-on-one of a ship and you're like oh okay and it's like oh Here's we're back the budget <laughs> it's, it's like we're back to uh you know um i'm trying to think of a comparison but like, like a, i feel like it's typical action like rpg conversation. Like yeah like a fallout like it's obs- like standing um, character standing up there looking at each other talking often the, mm-hmm. the lip sync was way off and i was like oh Okay. Yeah. Well, look, these are very short and they're not mm. interrupting my enjoyment too much, but it's a bit of a dip. But apart from that, like I Yeah. And some I have some I have some combat complaints, but again, I won't talk about it too much cuz you need to finish it before okay. I can complain about the stuff I want to complain about. But <laughs> okay. beyond that, this game yep. is really fun. Yeah. So, the idea of this game, if you're not familiar with it either, is um it is a single player only experience. It is like yeah what was your play count by the time you finished it roughly i think um i think i had to go by the ps5 clocks so i don't think the actual game was timing me up or if it did i didn't see it i think mm-hmm. the play the ps5 so i put about 20 hours into it which That's i would usually subtract a few from that from like idling it well i'm i go oh shit i've got to do this or i've got to do that yep. so i would say like honestly probably around 15 or so probably more yeah but yeah, it, yeah. it has it has a decent long run t- a decent runtime, but none of it feels padded. Yep, yeah, it's all it's very a- intentionally crafted. It it honestly is a lot like an Uncharted game in that way, where it's like it, it, it very much is. Yeah, it's it goes on for a bit, but at no point was I looking at my watch going, Ooh, "Come on, let's wrap <laughs> this up." Yeah, but unlike though uh, an Uncharted game, this gives you so outside of combat are some of the most interesting parts of this game even with i would say the, that the, played, the most interesting parts of this game are outside yeah of i think it's probably a fair thing to say um because yeah you are in, you are star lord that you are peter quill um you are and this is also not following any particular comic book run or the mcu this is its own standalone so, story and, and and here was where i would probably lay my first praise on the game right mm-hmm. obviously I mentioned that I was harping on this game after the Square Enix presentation. A lot of that came from genuine concern because I played Marvel's Avengers and Mm -hmm. hey, the campaign was fun, Mm -hmm. but then after the campaign, after the um, Avengers Assemble or whatever the thing was called, it's like, hey, you know, do you want to do the games as a service part? And I was like, I'll try. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's not good. This shouldn't be like this. This doesn't feel right. I was... and seeing i because obviously i like many other people in the world want a new deus ex from artist montreal of course so to hear they were doing a, a marvel game it was a bit disheartening mm-hmm. uh, i know the studio is talented so that's fine but also a bit worried because i know that they had um mankind divided which was let's be honest here mostly sabotaged by square enix <laughs> yeah well it was on yeah. you and then they did shadow of a tomb raider which I've played a bit of it, and look, they did the best they could. Like, they had to do Tomb Raider because Crystal Dynamics moved on to Avengers. Yeah. Um, so, I guess I had concern that maybe if this game didn't do well, that maybe I'd also be in trouble. So, yeah, I don't yeah. know. But, yeah, having played it, oh, 
just the way that this game i won't say it it doesn't like they're the same characters so obviously it's the same guardians core group as the mcu yeah Yeah. but i would say they've made their own versions that are strong enough to separate themselves from the mcu counterparts which is what the other marvel game didn't really do really yeah because i think every character that wasn't kamala was like Oh yeah, you're just like you're like a a loot off brand version of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Whereas these We're ones the kind of stand on their own. Yeah. This is yeah, because the the, uh, the Guardians in this game have been together for quite a while, so they've been at the game for a while. Like they've they've been traveling around in the Milano. They've been like not successfully, just, not <laughs> successfully by any stretch. But they're like, and they're at that point where that like that bickering found family feel that. Like, you know, we haven't quite got there just yet with the, with like the MCU in particular. Like it's, we're almost there. I think, um, I think volume two, Guardians volume two sort of starts to get into that territory, but this one is just like, they've been, you can tell that they've been together for so long and that they know every personal detail for the most part about each other. Um, and Mostly their pet peeves and things that they hate and, and yeah, all this sort of stuff. Um, but it's, it's it, the, the, the fun, like we said before, the fun part about this is that you get to have those interactions. So you are playing as Star-Lord. You don't play as any of the other Guardians, although in combat you do have somewhat control over them um, by using, like, sort of radial menus to um, get them to do attacks and, like, combo up and... Um, like, you know, put different elemental and status effects on different enemies to sort of help you as Star-Lord take things down it, easier. It's very much like Fisher-Price is my first FF7 remake combat. Absolutely, like, yep. It's built around, you know, mostly doing damage, but some enemies mm-hmm. need to be staggered, yep. which I think generally Drax is best at, but eventually every Guardian gets a an ability that sort of can build stagger, because your goal mm-hmm. is basically to stagger a lot of his enemies to guard break them, and then you can just unleash them, like, massive damage on them. Exactly. Um, very flashy combat. But, yes, very yeah, flashy combat. For the most part, works, but there were some times when it sort of didn't, and it would be a bit annoying, but for the most part, yeah. it was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, before I move on to the point I was going to make as well, like, the other the other mechanic in combat as well, which is sort of the most, one of the talked about things is the huddle up mechanic. So basically, you have a, a like, a super like a supercharged meter, you've got like a um, an ultimate ability that you can unleash once you're doing enough, once you've done enough damage or like, you know, racked up enough combo points, you'll get the ability to activate a huddle, which is like hitting the shoulder buttons. And um, basically the way, they could have just done this the easy way where it's like you hit that and everyone gets a buff and it plays a song that's really fun and you, 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 do more damage or stuff but they sort of add a little bit of a wrinkle in it which sort of ties into the rest of the fun stuff in the game which is where everyone huddles up and it goes in the first person camera as you as peter quill and the other guardians are looking at you and they all start sort of saying their piece about how the, they feel the fight's going um and it'll pop up with words in the background like that are highlighted from each of the people that are saying stuff uh and you've got to pay I attention think, to I those usually it's two guardians like and yeah just to keep it a bit simpler because I, I can't imagine how much it would have been annoying to have all of them have something but usually it, yeah it picks two that say stuff mm-hmm. which makes it way easier to sort of like read and respond exactly because that's what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to sort of get a vibe and it'll give you two like dialogue options nice name for a podcast um it'll give you two options to choose from um 
and depending on which one you pick, you'll um, Peter gives a, a like an inspired speech to the rest of the Guardians, and depending if it's the right one, then everyone's like, hell yeah, let's do this, and you go back into the fight. Um, but if you pick the wrong one, everyone's just like, fuck you. Like, you're but an idiot. What I like about it, though, is you still get the buff. So cause yeah. that was my main concern, because when I fucked it up the first time, I was like, did I... Did I ruin that? Which I must mm. say, the first time I screw it up, I'm not. Sure, I'm sure it's probably coded or like set to happen. Mm. But the first one I boned, then the song I got played for me was um, Rick Astley, and I got Rick rolled. I'm like, very That's funny. You got me yeah. with that one. You got me. Um, yeah, no, because I think it is, if you if you fuck it up, you Star Lord only gets the buff. I think. Oh, okay. I, f- I think this is what I read. If you fuck it up. If you fuck it up, Star-Lord gets the buff and no one else does. But if you get it right, the whole team gets like a buff where basically you can go to town with all these flashy abilities and just unleash on these enemies. And yeah, like you said, it'll play a licensed track from the soundtrack, which is all just absolute 80s bangers. And it is so good. Um, just, very, there's some very good tracks on there. Oh my God. Just running, like huddling up and then getting into a fight with like the final countdown kicking in or like kickstart my heart by Motley Crue. Like that is just, you cannot, you cannot get amped up when you hear that song. Like it's just, you hear that like guitar riff come in at the start and you're like, yes, let's fight some stuff. I have to say, I was speaking, I was talking to you about this and I was talking about how I was um, using it sparingly. Mm -hmm. So I was always playing that. in any sort of game, I'm like, no, I better save it in case I need it. You you don't... This game, on normal, you got no concerns. You, you no. should you should pop it like mad. The only yep. downside I found was there really wasn't many takes on the dialogue. Like, it got to... I yeah. think about halfway through, I was like, cool, I know what to say to this one. And yeah. that's... It's fine, right? Because I can only record so much audio. But I was just like... It kind of got to a point where I'm like, okay, I know exactly what to say here. And sometimes they're, they're, they're like the things they would say. And again, this isn't, this is, this is probably too hard to really code in. Like Gamora would say something like that is nothing about what you just said applies to this fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I little, agree. Again, little issues, but again, not enough and to overall change how I felt about the game. I feel like if the, 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 those are some of the things that if this game gets a sequel, that yes, they will be able to exactly. really fine tune because they've got the basis and the, like the skeleton of like this and there really is, good system now. May I just say, there is potential for a sequel to this game. Oh, I oh, that makes me even more it's fucking excited. Because definitely, yeah. definitely, I would love another one. Please, is, is there a post-credit scene? Um, actually, you know, what? I really can't tell you because, like, okay. how the right. how the credits right. plays out is really okay. good. All right, cool. All right, that's good to know. Um. Because I was, I keep thinking about that. I'm like, are they going to do the Marvel it's, thing? Like, they it's have really, to. Right? It's clever how it. I really, I had to think. I'm like, was there a post credits? And then I had a moment, the light bulb, when I went, oh no, it did this other. It does a thing, which is funny. It's good. Okay, Don't cool. Worry. Uh, it's yeah. Rest assured. Speaking of funny, so I think that's one of the other really like highlights of the game is that this game is very funny. Like there, the that that relationship that the, the, these characters have with each other already is like. They are just this, like, bickering family that love each other dearly, but also fucking cannot stand each other um, and have such, such beef with each other. And it comes out no so No one more than Rocket Raccoon, as always. Oh, yeah. The he biggest has, he has chip- maximum beef. <laughs> oh, the biggest chip on his shoulder of anyone I've ever seen. And it's, yeah, it's really great. Um, yeah, there's been some really great lines that have genuinely made me laugh out loud. 
um, there was a there was a, uh, a a prompt that I got to pick between two like choices um, that made me really really laugh as well, and I picked the one that I was like, "This is hilarious," um, and that happens quite frequently as well. But what, uh, this, it gives you lots of little options, even outside mm-hmm. of like the dialogue ones. And like, we're not the first one to mention this, I'm sure. But it's still, when it happened for the first time, it was so funny. It's in that very opening area where Rocket's like, cool. Here's what, so we're going to go down here. We're going to go down this pathway and that'll take us forward. And I was like, well, I've, I've played video games. So I'm going to go the other way first. Yep. Because I want to see if there's any items down there. And I yep. went the other way and Rocket's like, are you happy? You found it. A dead end. Now come yeah. back here and come my way. And I was like, all right, you got me. You got me good. And then it goes one step further after that too that made me laugh a lot. There's some good ones where you just go off a beaten track and they're like, what are you What are you doing? Where, where you're off like hunting around for like this particular like um, like off the beaten track object like thing that you're trying to find. And then Rocket started saying like, you know, Peter, I need your help. I... I I, I, I'm dying. And it just the conversation that plays out from there is so fucking funny. There's some good dialogue. It's very, very good. Like, and it's so, it feels so natural that the, the back and forth between these characters. I had some ones where they would just be like Gamora or like Drax, not usually like Drax, like Gamora and Rocket mainly, just like ragging on my Star Lord who's just like climbing this random cliff to find <laughs> an item. And it's like, what are you, what are you doing, Peter? <laughs> Like I'm, there's something up here, and they're like, so? we have this very urgent goal, and you're climbing <laughs> up there. It's just yeah, um, I, I yeah, this game is so much fun, and I'm, I'm gonna get back to it. I think, you know what? Maybe I'll play some tonight. Who knows? Depending on when we finish recording, but, um, yeah, I think the 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 narrative aspect of this game is very interesting. I think it's, I it it's, it feels by both very Marvel and also very much its own thing. Like it's. Yeah, uh, that, exactly. That's, that's what I think works so mm, well about it. Yeah. It's like, the story is like, I, oh, this feels like a comic. This feels like a comic will come to life. Like it's, but then it's also got like stuff that you would, would not see, feel out of place in like the cinematic universe as well. There's some stuff um, that actually gets it. Be, it's beating the MCU to a punchline as well, which is neat. Right. That's cool. All right, cool. Um, But yeah, I just, ah, oh, man. I, I really enjoy this game. I'm glad this game is... I was always going to have fun with this game. That's the, that's the takeaway I'm having from it. I was always going to have fun because I love these characters. I love the the, the settings of, the, of these characters. I love the vibe of those characters and the feel of that world as well. But for it to come out and to be a lot of people that were sort of like, this is going to tank... Or this is going I mean, to be a lot awful. of a lot of people had already sort of given up on it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's it's, it's unfair because it, it got marketed pretty terribly, but um, well, it wasn't great. It wasn't in its favor, and no. it, it had the bad marketing, and it was a follow up to Marvel's Avengers, which is still mm-hmm. like, yay, Spider Man's coming. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, um, I I just yeah I I really enjoy this game. If you love like. Marvel, or if you love the Guardians, like this is a no-brainer. Like you'll have so much fun and with this. If you like Artist Montreal, because like there's definitely their DNA mm. is in this game, and like mm-hmm. the a lot of the dialogue is good, and some of the mm-hmm. choices you make, like they're very very careful to be like, hey, look, you'll make choices in this game 
but it comes to a conclusion. It's not like you're yep. having like these branching multiple endings. Yeah. And it's really, it's nice of them to be upfront about that because it just meant that as I was making choices, I was like, I don't know, what's my Peter Quiver to do? And it, exactly. Yeah. It was just, it gave me, cause there's nothing worse than when you're playing a game where it's like, cool, this has got multiple endings. You're sitting at a choice going, fuck. Yeah. All right, what am I going to, what am I going to pick? And knowing that this headed to the same conclusion, yeah. I could make a lot more a lot more of my choices on the fly, which again just usually felt more right for Peter Quill. It feels more natural because you're like you're responding in real time as yeah. Peter Quill. Like it's like yeah, every it's... time he would he would choose the wrong option and just like absolutely put his foot in his mouth. I'm like, yeah, that that tracks. That that would probably is probably how that would go down. It's so good. I, I mean, I love um, just like little details by the fact that. Uh, this Peter Quill in particular, he's like the name Star Lord. He chose that name for himself because it's he was his one of his favorite bands when he was on Earth, uh, and they went one step further and not only created a fictional band called Star Lord, they made a music video for one of their songs, and they also recorded like I think it's like six different songs or eight different songs. Yeah, there's a few songs, and they're all like just absolute. 80s power metal bangers and it's like so good these original songs by this fictional star lord band um are so good and yeah it's it's a a really nice touch that they got to like really dive into that sort of things i'm sitting here thinking about what this game does with each of these characters and how much i like it like i really want you to see this peter quill story or drax's story or how good more or even rocket stuff like there's like notes like obviously we, it touches on rocket's past mm. um where you're like okay well you know i know i know the, the the general gist of this but there's just there's extra touches where you're like yeah i i love these characters and it yeah. also reminded me that like i love the guardians of the galaxy like the guardians a, of the galaxy is great it's it just, made me go back and watch the first mcu movie which is still one of my favorite mcu movies apart from like the, the team-up movies it's probably my favorite one i love it so it's, much <laughs> I, I do and in volume two is like no joke either like that that is a fun movie. kurt russell in that movie is just having the best time um but like nothing I, watching that opening scene of like the first guardians of the galaxy movie with Star Lord dancing through to "Come and Get Your Love" by Redbone, like every time that he puts the headphones on, it's like build the music swells, and you hear that bat, bat, da, bat, boom, boom, and you're like, "Fucking let's go!" And then the title card pops up, and you're like, "This is the best!" Like we're in for a good couple of hours here. Shout out, shout out to the payoff in Endgame. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. Um, oh. but anyway, yeah, absolutely, Joel. I need you to finish this game because I desperately need yeah. to talk to you about each of these characters. There are parts in, especially, especially I would say like, I mean, all of them, but Peter Quill's and even Drax's stories, I was like, fuck. Yeah. That's good. I love Even it. bits of like. <laughs> and characters I, like, I can't name because it would be spoilers. <laughs> right. Like Peter Quill's stuff already is like really interesting. Cause like every time I it's get to It's a very interesting those, Peter like, Quill story. It's very interesting. Cool. Cause like every time I go back, I'm like, okay, awesome. I'm getting a little bit more each time. And I like how even, they're like dishing that out even like the marvel universe this is set in without giving things away certain certain events that have already happened i was like okay interesting yeah. interesting yep. yeah yeah i don't know it's a really it's a really I, good I, I think i know one of the things you're talking about because yeah. it's sort of mentioned very early on in the game like, it's like whoa oh right, okay cool shit <laughs> um, yeah, fair enough. yeah just cannot believe how much i like this game yeah just way to go i just want for it all like to yep. overcome 
I was I was betting against you, and I'm just mm-hmm. like happily sitting here, eating my hat, being like, "This game rocks." I'm so happy. I have issues with it, which we can talk about when you finished it. Um, yeah. But for the most part, great. <laughs> it's just yeah, great. And that's it. I mean, in with the I was going to say the... flocking great, but it only makes sense if you played the game because every yeah, time, I know. It, only because they get this, and I love it. it. At first, I was like, "Is this going to get annoying?" But like by the time I finished, I'm like, "No, I still love this. I just love it." They I- say flocking. I think it was not even just flarking, like because Rocket has so many he like does. curse words that he Scott says. Scott happens a lot. Is <laughs> Scott as well? Like all these different curse words they put in. And normally, if that's like ah, oh, it's a bit naff, but because they commit to it so much and they have yeah, so many just, of it, them, and it builds to the lore of these characters does. in this world. Like it's like oh, this is like normal vernacular for these people. It feels and natural for the great. Guardians to speak like this. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely, I completely yes. agree. Yeah, yeah I was just really good. They clicked with these characters in ways that I'm not sure if they just weren't allowed to, but yeah, Marvel's Avengers just like vroom, over the head. Like mm, mm. they got Marvel's- closer with Black Panther. Black Panther's good. Right. Um, hopefully Spider Man's good, but really because it's only on PlayStation, I'm really not expecting much out of it. And also, it's coming after two fucking Insomniac Spider Man games that are incredible. Yeah, it's it's like, a lot it's, of pressure. It's a lot yeah. of pressure. That's half the reason I'm going to install it just to to see how mm, it goes because I'm, I'm just curious. But like. Yeah. It's just yeah, Guardians is what I if if we if Crystal gets another run at a, an Avengers mm-hmm. game, I just hope that Square Enix just looks at the things that this did right, and you know not copy them because Avengers can be its own game. It doesn't need to play like this. But no. Guardians got a lot of things right, but Avengers just just didn't get a chance at, didn't even come yeah. close to to catching. Hell, even if you just give the dialogue and and like character progression, like narrative wise to the team at um at I just want for all to take care of like get them on board to do it cuz they've proven that this this formula that they've got for this type of game works really well and yeah it's annoying cuz I still I would still want Avengers to be multiplayer but it's no, like, no, no, but, it but shouldn't be that's Destiny. what I'm saying that's the thing that's what that's what I'm saying though Destiny. like that's what I'm saying though like give them th- that team the dialogue and put that sort of like narrative choices and like the writing and the stuff that they're doing in terms of like narrative with Guardians into Avengers and then still have that multiplayer like everyone gets to squad up and you get to be the Avengers with your friends. Like the, pro- the progression in, in Guardians was kind of bare minimum. So mm. but um yeah. Again, I don't know. Again, just take the like narratively and and dialogue choice and, and decisions wise, add that into Avengers. I don't know, who knows? As, yeah, it's one Crystal Dynamics to have another run, another run at it, maybe with less because, pre- like, I whenever that whatever that Square Enix thing was recently, I'm not sure if it was like an investors briefing or whatever. And now talking mm. about, yeah, we just uh, just mismatched um, Crystal Dynamics and Avengers. It's like, no, 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 it was visual, like the type of game you made it. Like, it should not have been a games as yeah. a service. I don't yeah. know if that was Marvel. I don't know if that was you. But it wasn't the right call. That's that's where the the, the mismatch was. The Guardians idea was there. Could have been. Yeah, yeah. Because like I said, the campaign because... is. I really like that game's campaign. But then the second you and finish also, it, yeah, it's bad. the idea <laughs> of the idea of being the Avengers with your friends is such a great idea yeah. on paper. And but like, building on Kamala was genius. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But then absolutely. the rest of it is just like, why? Yeah. Why does this all feel so empty and like hollow? Yeah. Whereas again, Guardians is just like it had that the story in this game has so much heart. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it so much. Okay. It's, it's so such a good. It's a very good game. <laughs> so I'm, happy. I, 
I yeah, I've got to play more of it now. But speaking of very good games, Karen. Yes, I would like to talk about another very good game that I've very much been enjoying over this past week, and I have been very much looking forward to ever since it got announced a few months ago, um, and that is Forza Horizon Five. Um, so yeah, Forza Horizon is like a spin-off series from the Forza Motorsport um, games. Never really played Forza Motorsport to be honest. Honestly, um, as a I'd- spin-off, it seems like it's more popular now. Yeah, I would say it's probably much better, in my opinion, but that's from someone who's very much into arcade racing, um, and I'll touch on that kind of stuff in a minute, but um, this is very much like more, uh, this is a playground to play around in, you can get into the weeds as much as you want with how difficult you want to make the game and all that sort of stuff, but 5 is the latest iteration in the series. Um, this time the, the Horizon Festival is going to Mexico and, uh, yeah, it is like, this is a damn good video game. Um, even if you don't like absolutely adore racing games, there is something here for a lot of different people. Um, much like the last few Forza Horizon games. Cause I start, I jumped in like pretty heavily when I got my Xbox one S um, with three, which was set in Australia, um, which has the infamous line of, it's all right, we're just taking the Great Ocean Road down to Byron Bay. Um, that cracks me up every time. And I think, and like, I get it, I get it, but it's still so funny. Like, I dipped in, I think four was the first one I played, and I played it for a bit and I liked it, but I, mm. it eventually hit a point where I was like, all right, you're asking a little bit too much of my driving skill, and I just don't have the time to yeah. invest. That which is totally understandable, but it's still um, like I will happily say that Forza Horizon Four was a fun game. It was really good. It just yeah, yeah. At a certain Four point, was I was like, I... I, I'm no longer getting anything out of this. But hey, it's still a very good video game. Yeah, no, it's, it's totally understandable. I mean, I hit that, that those points as well. But um, this one, uh, yeah, is in Mexico, uh, and it feels like it's going back to because I dabbled very briefly in one or two, maybe both of them. I don't know. I can't remember. But I dabbled in those earlier ones as well, whereas like the whole idea of like the Horizon Festival was a festival of cars and music and people partying and and racing around and doing crazy things in cars. And this four was sort of was a little bit of a detour from that, where it still had that feeling there, but the whole idea was like you know because it had the four different seasons that would change every two weeks and. Um, and that, that they were the, the seasons, like, in terms of, like, game gamifying uh, the game in, like, a live service game. But uh, it didn't have the feel of, like, there were, like, arenas set up and all this other stuff. This one t- sort of has that again. So there's, like, the basic setup is you go to Mexico and you're... you're it's really cool because, like, the game... They did this in 4 as well, but, like, the game has a, a very extensive list of actual names so the game can actually oh. talk to you uh, yeah i haven't checked yours actually no i won't be there don't worry about it well hey griffin is in there yeah okay great. Uh, and there are some there are some different there are some different names in i'm there sure there'll well. be a actually Ki- i'm sure there'll be a kieran it's fine i i will go i will go and i will check actually i will check for you and i'll get back to you on that one but um oh, i almost want to make also, a bet on it but i'm not going to <laughs> um 
there's uh there's like also nicknames you can have as well so if your name's not there you can have nicknames my favorite one like i had a quick scroll through them my favorite one was like driftosaurus and i'm like fuck yeah or like that's brilliant captain driftosaurus i mean i'm like fuck yeah i want to be that i want to be that name um so yeah it's really cool that the game can like talk to you but it also refers to you as like all the all the radio djs like know about this superstar driver that's just come to town it's like they're out there doing this awesome thing. Oh, they just found this new car out there. Um, as, as have oh, the they, hundreds of other people who were also here. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's very much like, uh, it's very naff, but like, I kind of like it. It's, it, it gives it a little bit more, um, personality and like ownership over the, over the, uh, the experience. Um, but yeah, much like the other four, the games, it starts with like an initial drive, which sort of is like, kind of a tutorial where it introduces you to like the the location and the different areas you're going to be going through and the different types of cars you'll be driving um this one starts off with like a ford bronco driving down like an active volcano um or like a semi-active volcano or something like that uh and then you go to like a like i think like a i think it's like a porsche or something that you're driving into a dust storm which is a thing that's in this game is like big storms that can happen um and then you go from there to like a porsche like a rallying porsche that Do you, you drive through the jungles like behemoth races like i still think about almost daily that giant hoverboat race in um in a hovercraft race in um forza horizon 4 and just like that massive thing i'm like oh god <laughs> yeah so those big events are, are still there awesome. as well so awesome. the way that you get those so there's this thing called the horizon adventure um, which is like its own like little like cartoony map and it brings that up and it just has like different areas on it um that are sort of like segmented off for the five different like racing disciplines that sort of represent for the different events so that's um there's like dirt racing road racing street racing pr stunts and what's the other one cross country i think um so they're like the five different types of events that have like different things within them as well. Um, and so they have those. And then as your XP bar, as you level up, you get more experience points, obviously, and you unlock the ability to unlock another event in one of these things. So each one's broken up into like, there's like five menus. And in those, there's like three to four different types of events that you can unlock. Yep. And then they appear on your map. Uh, okay. And there's a, like a big thing. So each one has like one of those like showstopper events that's like, you know, you're, you're going up against. I did one where in the dirt racing one where I went up against um, a, a jet ski team that were like these like, yeah. So like I was like that racing. Awesome. Through, yeah. So it was like a, it was like you're driving through like the jungles and like these like little like swampy marshes and there's like jet skis like jumping over the top of you as you're like, like driving through. And wonder, uh, yeah, it's really I, cool. I wonder if my PC can run this game because I really I don't it's, think I want to. I don't think I want to play it on my one my one S. Mm, I don't think I want right. to do that. But I wonder, like my PC runs Infinite okay. Like Halo Infinite just came out. I'm sure you have okay. no problems with it. Yeah, I'm sure you. I'm sure you could get it to run. I might. I might give it a download because, like, even just to play the opening few hours. Like I, I did like Horizon Four, and the idea of racing a jet mm. ski team does sound fun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's like a yeah. There's a jet ski team. Um, there's like oh, what was the other one I did? 
I haven't done something much of many of them just yet because I've been just tooling around with a whole bunch of different things. I'm inclined um, as well because I know this game. I mean, I don't know how well, it, how far into the gameplay it does, but I know it's got lots of accessibility options. So, yes, I can probably so, custom tailor a pretty good experience for myself as well. Mm-hmm. So this, that's that's one of the best things about um, the Forza Horizon games in general. Um, Honestly, like, like not Microsoft only... in general is doing a pretty good job. Of Absolutely. Those. Um, but in particular with this, I, I, it sort of comes back to what I was saying before about this is like a racing game for everyone in a way. Um, not only are those accessibility options there for, you know, awesome things like colorblind modes and just being able to access the game for as many people as possible um, to the point where they're actually adding in, I saw the other day, for the cutscenes, they're adding in a sign language interpreter. I did see that. Um, That's really cool. Which is like... I've never seen that before in a game and that's fucking awesome. Like that's really, really fucking cool. Um, and yeah, they just have like a person popping up in the corner that, that, that does sign language for all the dialogue. And it's, you know, it's, it, it it's just another it's, little nice touch. That they it's crazy. Cause that's a lot of work, but like they're doing mm-hmm. it and good on them for it. Like, <laughs> yep, absolutely. Great. Um, like even in the character creator, which is very bare bones anyway, but there are prosthetics, so you can, if if you're a person that has a prosthetic, you can now more accurately represent yourself with your avatar in the game. I noticed and that's it's... also a thing in Halo Infinite as well. They've got like oh, that's really stuff. cool. Yeah, that's really really rad. Um, so yeah, so on top of all of those, there's also like accessibility options for the driving. Like you can customize how you want the game to play. If you want to go full on simulation damage. All the assists off, you'll get an XP bonus for it, um, like a pretty hefty one at that, depending on what settings you pick. Um, but it, it, it'll, you'll also get that sort of more, I guess, Forza Motorsport feeling, like that more simulation game feeling. Yeah. Um, but if you're it, or on the in complete inverse, if you're someone that just wants to fuck around, you can put on driving assists that help you corner and break. You can put on all these different things that can like just not make the gameplay itself, but make it just easy for you to just tear up the roads and and have a good time out in Mexico. And um, that's what I love about this. Like I sit somewhere sort of in the middle, like just above middle, like towards not yeah, a little bit towards some more simulation. I like to have like assists off. I just I don't like. The steering, I like the steering to be like fun and slidey, but I don't like having car damage or anything like that on um, that like negatively impacts the, the the performance of the car. Um, but yeah, it's it's I love I've always loved that about Forza because I actually experienced it again recently because my wife started playing four when we were talking about um, Forza Horizon Five and she's like, oh, I wouldn't mind giving four a go again. It's like, oh, well, boot it up. Like I've got it downloaded there, so she did. And she had a whole bunch of different assists and stuff turned on and she was having a great time. She was racing and like she was winning races and she doesn't play racing games at all. Like, you know, maybe a, a match of Mario Kart here and there, but she was able to have a fucking awesome time exploring these really beautiful vistas uh, and settings that these games are set in. And um, yeah, Mexico looks stunning in this game. Um, I'm playing on a series S <clears throat> And I'm playing on performance mode because that that frame rate is just frames, essential. Is, mm. um, and have yeah, the game sixty frames, especially in like a racing game, like because you, you, you 
it just adds that sense of speed. That Honestly, every like, game. <laughs> now I've sampled it. Like every game. <laughs> I agree. But like in terms of, yeah, just adding that sense of speed to it as well, you feel like you are just, when you're doing 400 Ks down a straight road in like a, like a, a McLaren Center or whatever, and it just, you feel like you are just going to fucking explode. It's, it's, it's great. I love it so much. Um, the other really cool thing that the Horizon games do is like the sense of exploration. So outside, because it is open world map, yeah. um, there are like set events and things like that you and can go do. You have other players are driving around as well, aren't they? Is that still, yeah? So you yeah, can see yeah. that other you can see that other players like just driving around the world. They yeah. they're usually represented as like ghosts. Um, so you can't like grief people Good, and honestly, crash into that, them and stuff like, like that. That would be the first thing that happened. I've yeah. I've played yeah. GTA Online. I know how it exactly. can be in these sort of games. <laughs> exactly so like you'll just see people just sitting on the side of the road obviously in menus just looking at things you just like cruising past them um and uh like the ability to like be able to like link up at any moment as well like and just there's like four to link that can you can like put out little the the preset options for like you know communicating with people um and then like start events with people and like check out what cars they they're rocking and all that sort of stuff in different setups um, the, the cool thing about this one, I don't know if they did it in four, um, they did it with the, like the, the paint jobs and libraries, libraries, but, um, I don't know if they did it with actual like tuning setups. Uh, basically you can go into, you can get into the weeds with tuning your car and like fine tuning little bits and pieces to really get the most performance of that particular car out of it for the particular events that you're wanting to do with that car. Um, I don't really get into the weeds with that kind of stuff because I don't really it know It sounds what I'm doing. very advanced. Exactly. But a lot of people love doing that. But the cool thing about this is they have uh, not presets, but they have people who have uploaded their specific tuning oh, okay. for like, like a that particular car. Yeah, basically. So you can go, all right, cool. I want to do this event. I'm, I'm rocking this, let's say, Audi TT Roadster. And I'm like... I want to use this because it's the type of car that I need to use for this event for a particular reason. Um, but I need to bump its numbers up a little bit to get to like the classification or it's a, it's a road race. So I really need some better handling. You can go in and it'll give you like 12 different options of people's tunings they've given for that car. And you can scroll through them. And it gives you like a nice big detailed sheet of like, you know, like the wire maps, like in like, um, like a persona where it's like, you know, you got the different stats and there's yeah. like the, so you can see where, where, where it performs best in, yeah. Yeah. Um, it has like that and it mm. compares it to like what you've got currently equipped to it. And then, yeah, and then you go through and then you it, it auto, you, it downloads that profile and then it auto adds all the stuff to your cart that you need for like in terms of um, like different parts that you need. Mm. And you can just go, yep, cool. It's going to cost me 53,000 credits. Done. Install. That car's ready to go. It's going to do what I want it to do now in a better way. Um, I really like that. I think it's really cool. That's a very good idea. So, like, to it's cool to have those options there, but and like you know, for people who want to really get into it, but it is also nice to have that. Like you know, you don't want to you don't want to like blindly go. Okay, you pick for me. It's nice to have the choice to sort of. Mm-hmm. So you get it. You get you get a look yep. in. You can and it might also if you like it it might make you more interested in it. You might start exploring exactly. actually tweaking yep. your car. Yeah, it's a very, that's a very good idea. Yeah, it's really cool. I don't, I don't remember seeing it in in 4, 
So it You're could my best shot because I, I don't remember anything from 4 apart from yeah. the countryside and then Magic Seasons. That's really about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, the, and the yeah. like the James Bond-ish mm. like, stuntman missions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, so those are back as well. There's all the... Um, nice. Horizon stories. Yeah. So they're they're all around the place. Um, they've got some really cool ones in there as well. Like one of the first ones you get is like you find uh, you go find a barn find, which is their back as well, which are like rare cars. There's like I think fourteen in this one. Um, and every now and then they'll be like, "Hey, there's a new barn find rumor," and it'll pop up with like a big circle on your map. If you go to that circle and drive around, you'll find like a barn. And it'll have a, like the bones essentially of a rare car. Did I? And I'll take that back to the garage, and after a period of time, it'll be available in your collection. Did I also see you can use like a drone or something to sort of get a? I don't know if it's back in this one. Oh, my character that, mentioned four, something about a drone. Four, there was a drone that you could use and like I hover around. It in five as well. Maybe they're talking about four though. I don't remember. I haven't found the option for it yet. Okay. I'd be surprised right. if they got rid of it because it was actually really good. It seems especially like a for those barn good find. feature. Mm, yeah, and it was really cool because then you could like go to photo mode from that as well and use that to yeah, it's really neat. Um, but yeah, the, this particular event was like, well, this Horizon story was like, I found this Volkswagen Beetle and it went into the history of like why Volkswagen Beetles are held in such high regard within like certain like Mexican families and Mexican culture, uh, and it was really interesting. And then you go through and um, you get that car. And then you start doing different events with it, like, you know, testing out different things for each, like, you know, it might be like drifting or like speed or doing jumps in it. And then you do like one last thing where you have to take a photo with it. Um, and then the person's like, hey, I'm going to give you this car. And you get this this awesome Volkswagen Beetle that you've got. Um, and then there's one mission left after that on each of these Horizon stories that I figured out that you can't do until you get into the Hall of Fame, which is like the end game, I guess, for the, the main story quote-unquote story um which is basically once you've set up the horizon festival and because the whole conceit is you're helping set up the festival so those areas when you get a, a new horizon adventure you can unlock and set up a new base camp for a particular um like racing discipline and then you can unlock the different things in there as well um like those crazy races all those horizon stories um i just i it is so good. I've been so excited for this game to come out. Uh, and it came out and a minor hiccup I, I aside. Say, I'm so glad you're you're able to play it now because I remember how yes. absolutely dejected you were the night it I released. Was. And the, I was. I, and like I'd been at work all day. You. Yeah, I'd pre-installed it. I'd been at work all day. I'm like, yeah, I'm so excited. I got home. I didn't check it when I got home. I waited till Ash and went you? to you, bed. Yeah, you trust it. It's like... Exactly. It's it hasn't, it and you should be able to play it. It hasn't steered me wrong yet. Um, and Ash and Griffin went to bed, and I'm like, finally, it is Forza Horizon 5 time. I'm going to start it up, and it hadn't downloaded, so I had to start the download again. It was going to take five and a half hours. I'm like, well, I guess I'm not playing this tonight. Um, so I had to wait another day to play it. But I got to play it eventually, and it's just, it is so much fun. It is just, even just if you're mildly curious about it, it's fun just to download again. It's on Game Pass. Game Pass. <laughs> Microsoft Shield here, but like, um, it's on Game Pass. Download it and have a look and just drive around. The cars feel so much nice. Like, feel so nice to drive. Um, the feedback from the controller as well. Like when you're like cornering and stuff. Like the individual vibrations in the 
the triggers um, for like the different wheels. Like it's it's just really well nice uh, nicely put together. Um, the soundtrack's really good as well. A whole bunch of licensed music in there. It's all really really good. Um, even if it is edited heavily sometimes and in weird ways, mm. um, like they cut out like blocks of lyrics. There's a "Bring Me the Horizon" song on there, and there's like entire verses of lyrics that are taken out. Like That's so odd, weird. Um, and like I couldn't remember the lyrics. I'm like, were they that offensive or like could be seen as offensive? I don't know. Um, and yeah, it is just it is so much fun just to drive around in. Um, and a slight detour here as well, because I really like this series and I, I was excited for this game and I wasn't technically paying for it. I decided to splash out and I bought the Forza Horizon 5 limited edition controller, um, which I've been playing with. Um, and it is a, like the Xbox um, series SX controller is already very, very nice. It's a very nice controller. I very much enjoy using it. And when I go back to my, my very cheap feeling plasticky PlayStation 4 controller, um, I'm like, oh, okay, this is an old I keep forgetting you haven't one. experienced the glory of the dual sense. I haven't, no. I've touched one a few times. That's about it. Um, but yeah, this um, this uh, control, it looks gorgeous. It's got like, this like, pearlescent ever so slight pearls shine on, on the d-pad it's very colorful look it up if you haven't seen it look it up um the rubber grips on the back feel really nice um it is very much me in a controller it's just i love the colors of it it's great it comes with some dlc as well you get some like you get a t-shirt and a an emote and a particular car as well with a certain livelihood on it but um i yeah this i cannot speak highly any more highly about this game it is great um, it's had some issues with servers since it launched. Um, I think there's a hotfix coming imminently as of recording. I mean, it was very um, popular to... and it was on Game Pass. So like it got, exactly. got slammed. I, I can't remember. It was like... like eased off now is now Halo Infinite is taking the traffic. Mm. But like, well, that's it. Yeah. It definitely got slammed when it first came out. So it's not terribly yeah. surprising. No. Um, but yeah, it is a lot of fun. It's got a lot of just good vibes in it. Um, a lot of just epic moments and it will make you feel like a superstar driver, like nothing else, but yes. Okay. Kyron, <clears throat> I'm starting to lose my voice. I can so tell I, I can hear you. your voice slowly dying. It's just slowly dying on me, but I think it's time for you to, to take the reins and talk about a game oh that you've been very God. excited for, but you still have to wait a little bit longer to play. <laughs> so much longer. As I said, at the start of a show, I'm cursed with knowledge. I was one of the lucky few. I don't know what the criteria was. They said it was lucky dip, but I'm like, man, why the fuck did I get picked? Um, mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to be chosen to play the Elden Ring closed network beta test. Um, I choose to believe it's because I was in the Bloodborne Alpha and the Dark Souls 3 stress test, but who knows? Maybe it was just, and you know, because I've got the Platinums in, Dark Souls 1 twice, Dark Souls 2 twice, Dark Souls 3, Bloodborne. Haven't gotten Sekiro yet one day, and Demon Souls, I, <laughs> when my fellow Souls nut partner gets a PS5, I might jump back in and we might just do it. We'll see. Demon Souls is a, a shadow that looms over. But right. either way, I got picked. And because so originally when we were planning out the episode, we were going to do it last week, 
you had your little Forza hiccup and yeah. then I found out I was going to get in this. Like, you know what? We'll do it next week because the only thing I really had to talk about was like, hey, did you see that super cool Elden Ring presentation? <laughs> How cool was that to watch? Then I was like, well, if we push it a week now, how cool was it to play? The answer was very cool. So I bet. <laughs> it's it's wonderful and awful because I've now played Elden Ring. I've sampled Elden <laughs> Ring. And now I want more Elden Ring. And I cannot have more Elden Ring. It's it's like, cool, that was really fun. See you next year. I'm like, come back. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> you can't just leave me like this. <laughs> Just one more hit. Like I, <laughs> I knew I made. I actually managed to make it to. There was five sessions across the span of a weekend. I managed to make it to most of them because they were actually pretty good for my time zone, which is miraculous. Excellent. Because always good to know. One of the things I remember distinctly about the Dark Souls three one and the Bloodborne one was I had alarms set to wake up at like four in the goddamn morning to play these oh. these tests. So I'm just oh like God. half awake playing this incredibly difficult from software game. Just like, I don't know why I'm bothering. Like I'm not even, yeah. I'm not even here. <laughs> I don't think I'm actually like absorbing. Any yeah. Of this, none of this is like, like sticking. Lo- logistically. Yeah. But um, thankfully like the two main ones I was able to play for Elden Ring were, they ran from 10 o'clock to 1am and that was on, there was a one on the Friday and the Sunday. Then there was a, there was a Saturday one I missed because I was at work. Then there was a Sunday one that was like four until seven. And I just so happened to wake up unnaturally early, natural, like on my own. <laughs> like I didn't have an alarm set. I was, my body was like, what are you doing sleeping? You could be playing Elden Ring. And I was like, you're right. It I'm knew. Up. <laughs> it knew. And then there was, was a Monday afternoon session as well. So I managed to get to all of them, but that Saturday one. So I think yep. all up by the time I, because I, I went for two characters because basically I see if I can find a list but when you got when you booted it up you didn't get to make your own character but you did get to pick from a couple of pre, pre-made ones mm. uh, I know one's called the bloodied wolf yes there was a, the bloody wolf yeah I know there, that one there was a bloody the bloody wolf was one of them and that was the first one I picked because the character looked the coolest right yeah um, I'll, I'll pull up a list of them because uh, they a lot of them fit into the um you know the things that you you'd expect from darks let's be honest here let's let's first of all approach this subject it has been referred i've seen so many posts being like oh this is just dark souls 4 and i'm like what is that a bad thing do you have yeah, someone against right. that idea like come on now this is what this is what i've waited for i did my time i played sekiro i got yep i got stomped like yep repeatedly <laughs> and had to like learn to play as this one character is one specific build that didn't that isn't how I would normally play these games, but I did it, and now I, didn't I feel get like anywhere near close to finishing that's that fair. game. Like it's like, honestly, I, it, there's always going to be discussion, you know, over the hardest from software game, and I think it's that purely because it just goes, "Cool, here's your character," and you're like, "Cool, awesome, what can I do?" They're like, "Well, you can sort of change your prosthetic arm." All right, can I yep. do anything else? No, no. You no. will always be using a katana and you will always play as this character and you can only do these abilities. And you yep. sort of have to, it, the game really depends on you to take those tools and use them. And it was hard. It yeah. was so hard. And honestly, that's why when people are like, so how hard did you find Elden Ring? It's just like, well, it's a really tricky question to answer because coming off of Sekiro, any yeah. sort of From Software game is going to feel easier. Because I'm like, cool. Well, I'm a 
I'm a faith bill, I'm a priest, so I've got all these spells now. Awesome. Yeah. I've got a shield, I can block, excellent, things are back to being normal. So I didn't- I can get better gear. Yeah, like, I can I can yeah. level up, I can get better spells, I can improve my weapons and all this sort of stuff, as well as still taking the controls and the mechanics and getting better at them as well. Um, having It's not a criticism, criticism on Sekiro, I fucking love that game. But yeah. it is also nice to come back to the comfort of a Dark Souls game and be like, I've missed you. Like, Dark Souls 3 was, like, in 2016. It's been so long. Yeah. How are you yeah. doing? Fuck, yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, I'll go over the, the, the classes really quickly, and I'll let you, I'll, I'll tell you the ones I played. So, there's the Warrior, which is, you know, your standard thing. Sword, you know. I think this is actually, there was a Dexterity Warrior in particular. So, they wield two swords, which was kind of cool. There was the Enchanted Knight, which is a mage, essentially. Um, magic in this game so flashy and so much fun <laughs> um then there was the prophet which was the faith build that i played as the second time which has a bunch of uh miracles which are now called incantations which i'm gonna have to get used to change it's like how in bloodborne where you're like oh i've dropped my blood echoes and i'm like what oh you dropped your souls yeah okay yeah i know that i know yeah. the echoes but they're just, they're just souls it's fine so oh, incantations yeah, and miracles i've got to try to remember that but i'm just gonna keep calling them miracles Yep. Uh, then there was the champion, who sort of seems like this game's take on the pyromancer. They're very, very much like a barbarian sort of class, but they okay. have they start with a pyromancy and an ability called Beast Claw, which is the best. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a hundred percent my shit. Um, so the Beast Claw is just a, it's an incantation, so you need, you need faith to use it. But as a cast, basically you um you would you hit the ground and like as you bring your fist up, this um this claw like prong like three pronged attack just like comes out of the ground it's like a big slash and you can you can charge that it's it's sort of like a mid-range spell so you can't use it from super far okay. away but um it was very powerful so i would be very surprised if you get this early in the game um it's right. a lot of fun and then yeah the last one is the bloody wolf which is the coolest looking character out of all of them like just yeah just badass as hell um and yeah just a very good melee class sword and board no special abilities, and that that was the one I picked first, and then did some googling to see if I could actually get the miracles or anything like that, and that's when I found out I had to finish the network test to get to that. So I scrapped that character and started a second one. Right, so I think okay. all up, I think I put eight or nine hours into this damn thing. Yeah, and I was at certain points. I'm like, should I stop? No, I'm not gonna no. stop. I just can't do that. No, 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 no. Um. So I guess. I guess where where should I start when it comes to talking about Elden Ring? Um, mm. The network test was set in a specific zone. It was a pretty large chunk, but in you could zoom the map out and see that it was really not that big compared to the size of the map. Uh, yeah. Obviously, this game is being talked up as like an open world Souls game, uh, but I think it would it would do people well to rem- not think of it like a Skyrim or like an like an Assassin's Creed sort of one. I. I would say the closest is probably Breath of the Wild, but yeah. only in the sense that these are large zones and you're exploring them will be rewarded. Like mm-hmm. there was heaps of like cool little secrets hidden in like obvious places like caves that wind down under a mountain or less obvious places that you have to remember to use your skills that are new in this game. For example, having a jump button. <laughs> right. A jump button, which is, that was the hardest thing to wrap my head around in a Dark Souls game. I'm like, Oh, X is... It's jump now. Okay. I've just got to remember that X is jump. <laughs> I'm not used to jumping in Dark Souls. Apart from the ones where you have to, like, 
turn around and get a massive run up and do like the weird like left stick jump which Click. is always yeah, terrifying uh, so <laughs> but now just it's just, it's just the x button it's easy um so that was which like in hindsight like, seems in hindsight it seems like that like that l click jump was like a troll like it was just, it just like seemed a, like it was just from software being you can like, do it <laughs> you can do it but and to be fair you? to be fair don't forget that was the better one because the other way it used to be was like the even weirder you'd like if i again if, if i'm remem- remembering this correctly it was hold circle to dash and then you'd like double tap circle to jump and it was bad oh yeah it killed me so often in dark souls one i'm like i guess this is just this is the dark souls of jumping oh um, but yeah so that's learning remembering you've got a jump button is important and also being able to travel on horseback um is cool and the horse itself has a double jump so using that you would sometimes find like burned out buildings with like slightly lower walls and if you jumped over those you'd be like oh there's like a little stairway that goes down to a treasure chest or a boss fight or something okay. and yeah just like again one of the things i loved about breath of the wild obviously it had a good open world but what made its open world really good was that exploring it felt rewarding it always felt you were finding like a secret even if it was like a stupid bloody korok seed it was something yeah. But also too, it, like that, that's where it sort of shined with its like narrative story, um, environmental storytelling exactly, as well. Yeah, like yeah. it's yeah, they were telling like little bits of information and stories with all those yeah. little like things that you would find. It's and cool. if I, that's why, if I was to compare it to anything, I would honestly say, hey, um, Elden Ring's world is it reminds me of Breath of the Wild. I'm not going to sit here and say I can't, I can't say for sure it's going to be you know as all encompassingly good. I've only experienced I've exper- experienced one zone, uh, but that zone was dense it was packed with all sorts of weird stuff i don't know how much of it will actually be in this area in the full game because if i was from software i would be remixing the shit out of it (laughs) because oh yeah the last thing you want is all your diehard souls players getting into this full game and going cool i know exactly where to go now just fucking bum rushing the first like chunk of this game yeah so i mean i guarantee certain bosses that i did fight like the white you probably, if you watch the um the demo, the, the the gameplay, they showed you like Stormvale Castle, which is this massive castle, which they call uh, Legacy Dungeon, which is just a fancy okay. way of saying um this is a this is a Dark Souls level essentially. Like you will yep. go into this level and it will be a strict zone. You won't be able to go on horseback. It's going to be about carefully progressing, tagging bonfires, which are now called mm-hmm. uh, like Lost Grace sites for little floating lights. Um, okay. Again, essentially the same as a bonfire, so I'm just going to keep calling them that. Yep. But they yep. aren't or a lantern, called you that. know, yeah. all the all the yeah. Well, no, because the thing about lands that always bummed me out is you can't rest at them. That's true. Yeah, they're always just, just like a, a method yeah. to, to bamf around, and I love the act of just like sitting down at a bonfire and just going, "Fuck, <laughs> yeah, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this shit. Yeah, I, I had the worst time. I loved it. Yep." um so yeah that's that's what the legacy dungeons are sort of there for like carefully progressing forward getting killed by slightly annoying enemies and then reliving coming back to life at a bonfire and being like all right well i know that's there now i can avoid it in the future yeah just sort of like chipping away and getting to like a super hard boss the boss was blocked the most heartbreaking part of the uh beta is there's a ladder in stormvale castle that you get to it's like uh more awaits you in the official release i'm like can can the official release be now? Because I want to go up there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so 
the way that it sort of connects these legacy dungeons to the open world is, I think, what's going to work best for it. Because you have a decent yeah. amount of freedom in the open world. Uh, and if you ever lost, the the like the, the grace lights of bonfires have like a small ray of light that will sort of point you towards or nudge you towards your next main goal. Because, right. you know, it can get it, you can get lost in it, especially taking how weird from software's level design could end up being in as in these sort of games adding that into an open area i could see people getting yeah. lost so it's nice to have the be like hey it's that way just you know you don't have to go there but if you're looking for a way forward it's over there yeah just a heads up you're looking you know, like, for cool. something to do this is where you need to be yeah. heading yeah uh yeah. and i really did appreciate that combined with how just how interesting the world is all the little again it's hard to really praise it too much i don't know how much of it'll be there but like riding down through like a um like a swampy boggy marshy place and there's like this burnt out village where there are still some people some like hollowed sort of like zombie-ish like brain daddy sort of guys wandering around doing you know dark soul stuff like mumbling and i rode down yeah. into that and then this fucking dragon swoops in and it's so awesome I mean, I'm just, I'm fighting this dragon on horseback. I'm like giving it a oh. wide berth. It breathes fire. I ride in, like cut at its neck, double jump over its, it's like flame breath. It's just like, it's that's cool. Awesome. And like, that's fucking rad. You get hit and you'll know, you're like, you'll know the second you get hit, you're like, oh shit, that was a lot of damage. But um, if you can avoid the damage, it's just a fun fight to sort of like to drag out and just, yeah, it was a lot of, it was a good time. I'm, I think I managed to beat nearly all the bosses in the beta. Mm. Some of them were fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. How many were they roughly that were in the, the network? Um, I'm trying to think. So I killed, I want to say at least probably six, maybe seven. There was yes. a few bosses. Yeah. And like, again, they may be in completely different spots in the full game. There might be different bosses in their place. Mm-hmm. Who knows? It's hard. It's like from software... I remember playing the Dark Souls 3 network test and it's it's in it technically happened in the first zone. So that was almost the same when I got to the full version of Dark Souls 3. But the boss you fight at the end of the stress test was the, the dancer of Boreal Valley. And I was like, fuck, this boss is really hard. Is this how Dark Souls 3 is going to start? When yeah. you play the full game and it turns out the boss you fought in the network test, you fought like three quarters of the way through the game. So oh, FromSoft yeah. was just like, fuck you, fight this boss. I'm like, I can't, it's yeah. killing me. I cannot win. <laughs> so, it's just like, we have a reputation to uphold of being like, no bullshittery. Exactly. Like, so enjoy this. I'm like, oh ass, God. Yeah. So then was to come to Dark Souls 3 and only have to fight, I think it was Vort is his name of a Boreal Valley, down the other side of the thing. I'm like, oh, you're awesome. You're way easier than the other guy. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, so yeah, I think the thing, of all the bosses that were in the because they're, a lot of the bosses felt like Dark Souls bosses, for better or worse. One thing that okay. I'm noticing that's interesting is a lot. They seem to have incorporated a lot more of a sort of 360 degree attack, win- like um, window. Because okay, the the most common <laughs> Souls gank is if you're like, I'm gonna bring my buddy in and I'm gonna I'm just gonna hit the front of the boss and they're gonna hit me and then he'll just hit him in the back and that's just gonna work yep. 100% of the time. Yep. And some of these bosses actually feel like they're built with that in mind and have attacks that can reach behind easier. The boss that I fought on the way to Stormvale Castle, like Margit, I believe was the name, had a tail, 
which which could also attack and and that boss job was so good like i i like a lot of <laughs> software bosses but this and like the thing that kills me most in a lot of these occasions is really flashy attacks and Margaret yeah. has some amazing attacks just the ability to sort of like the main weapon's like this big star thing you're like okay well that's got reach that's fine but as the fight progresses the boss actually integrates extra weapons like they had um like little light throwing daggers so if you were if they missed their attack and you were at mid-range you're like i might size you up they'd be like no you won't i'm like okay i'm backing up backing up okay yeah i'm gonna run the fuck away now i also had like a like a light a light a a sword as well so they had that to mix into their combos and then halfway through they they create a giant hammer and it it was a lot like this boss killed me a few times um and that's where i want to talk about the interesting argument interesting discussion i mentioned like how how would i describe the difficulty and it, like after sekiro it definitely felt easier but that's a whole right. thing yeah the game doesn't have an easy mode okay like mm-hmm. this again so far i assumed if there was going to be any sort of accessibility or like easy stuff we'd see hints of it here there hasn't been anything yeah. directly but it does include uh the spirit feature which is sort of like these um not like like sort of like npc summons but of like they seem like they're characters or like okay. creatures like for example i had one which was summon wolves which if i okay. used that it was summon a pack of three wolves and okay. that was helpful in some boss fights because they would distract the boss or like yep. especially if it was like multi-bosses or multiple enemies and just make it easier for me to get in there and you know get some damage done they still died very quickly against bosses so it wasn't like they were a complete guaranteed win but it definitely made it less overwhelming to come into a boss fight and be like okay i've got options you're going to use one so- per boss fight though so and, and th- this is just reminding me of like Ghost of Tsushima Legends, but like having like the spirit dogs and things like that you could send in. Yeah, it sort of is like that, but they actually have their own health bars and they will act independently. Okay. Like the wolves okay. will do stuff like they'll like howl, they'll attack and stuff like that. And there's other ones like there was. I've seen the skeletons that like there's like oh, skeletons. they attack in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I don't think I found. I'm not sure if they were in the beta. I didn't find them if they were. Yeah. But I did find one. It was just, it was like wandering nobles, and it just calls in like, it brings in like four or five just guys, and they're just like, again, I was listening to Brad Ellis from Easy Eyes talk about it, and he raised a very good point. Like you could potentially play like a summoner class in this game, where it's like interesting. You play a more long range game, and you call in like your little minions to fight for you. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what the- they, what from stuff would do with the idea of having that as a build in the future. Go for the go for the uh, like Pokemon trainer vibe. Exactly. Like yeah. you just with these weird out, like demented like spirits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It could be fun. That'd um, be awesome. So they definitely felt like a way an effort maybe by From Software to sort of again, not make the game easier, but it definitely I mean, I guess easier is the best way to put it without yeah. without, yeah. without being too reductive. Like they were fairly less challenging. Yeah, yeah. Less it get it gave you more options. And again, yeah, that's, they're yeah, very situational yeah. because, like I said, there was a there was one boss I thought was like some weird mechanicalish cat thing with a sword. It was weird. I don't know how to properly awesome. describe it, but um, awesome. It had very rigid mechanical movement, like it would like float in the air and slam its sword or swing in like a one eighty degree arc in front of it. And I called my wolves in for that, 
And they were okay distracting it for a bit, but then like the sleep attacks just like wiped them out. And they wiped were gone. Them out. I'm like, okay, all right. I guess it's just me. <laughs> and like, what, again, once you cool. pop a, a spirit, like you can't call another one for that fight because it basically okay. acts as, for example, if you call a friend in and like if yeah. your friend dies in the boss fight, you can't Do summon that. them back in yeah. until after you die. It's so, a wipe. Um, the yeah. So it, it, it feels like that's their way of balancing it. Having said that, I can't wait to see what sort of crazy ones you get as you get further in the game. Like, are you going to get NPCs? Mm. Are you going to get bosses? I don't know. I want to know. I want to see is it going to be like takes this. <laughs> is it going to be like in Sekiro when you get the extra like stabs or whatever, or maybe, the extra um, revives, maybe. and you can maybe do two per boss battle? Like, Possibly, yeah. Like, um, you know, and like one of them is a sorcerer, so like I wonder, can I get like a miracle buddy who might be able to run support? Maybe an, an, an yeah. NPC who can heal me and stuff like that. It's going to be interesting to see where they take it. Uh, so that's that's that covered. What else we got? Oh boy. Um. Um, my, my, I don't know if it's probably been, like, if it got covered at all in this, because I guess it's just a network test, so it's purely gameplay. But, um, did you feel any of, like, that George, as someone who's a fan of George R.R. Martin, did you feel any of, like, that sort of world building or lore or anything like that from, um, his influence over the game? I don't think there was enough there to really take away like a lot of the characters i was talking to and you know they you have lengthy amounts of dialogue but it also Mm. was just like oh yeah it's from software like this all sounds very much like something i'd hear a dark souls game yeah um i think some of the dialogue you hear in the trailers i'm like okay like that that one line from um godric like like ufal tarnish like playing as a Mm -hmm. lord i command v neil that's it's pretty George of right there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but also, yeah, it's, yeah, that's it's... a cool line. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I do think that he was more involved with, like, yeah, the world building than the dialogue itself. Right. So, yep. I think it's going to be hard to really gauge that until you play the full version. Full version. And sort of see a lot of these other zones and, yeah, read about them and stuff. But I'm very intrigued to see what, yeah, what he brings yeah. to the table. Uh, yeah. Because um, one of those factors that I always forget. Yeah, then I, that's like, the thing, right? Catch myself going... Oh, that's right. He's involved in this yeah, video game oh. by From Software. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's bonkers. It yeah. almost feels like if this had come out like three or four years ago, that it'd be massive, like when Game of Thrones yeah. was as its peak. But um, yeah. unfortunately, not meant to be. Um, no. But it's, it's still, I it, seeing that first Elden Ring trailer and like see, like because there was already rumors about George R. R. Martin and From Software, and everyone was like, "That's insane! Not yeah. happening! Fake!" And then it was real, and I no one knew how to react. It's like holy, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, what a weird pairing. But I'm into it. Except for the fans of the book series, it's like finish, finish your fucking book, book I mean, series. As someone who likes the books, finish the books. Yes, but I mean, Elden Ring, I'll well, I'll take. I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a good I'll distraction while you're writing those books, George. Yeah. Don't went wrong. Yeah. Um, combat wise, it feels a lot like Dark Souls Three. Okay. Uh, I won't yep. say identical to Dark Souls 3 because I actually, in my hunger for From Software, as soon as the, um, the closed beta was after, I was like, over, I was like, I'll just, I'll just install, I'll just install Dark I'll just Souls. Just dip back in here. Yeah. Just install a little bit of Dark Souls 3. It's fine. No one, that's, no one needs to judge me. I'll just play a little Dark Souls 3. And yeah, definitely similar. Obviously, it's been like 2016 was when Dark Souls 3 came out. So you definitely yeah. feel. It feels more fluid, like definitely more um, focused in Elden Ring. The combat and the movement all just feels better, which is good. 
Right. Uh, the inclusion of, of like weapon arts, like weapon arts were in Dark Souls 3, but they were bound to a weapon. So like certain weapons would be able to do certain skills. And that right. was that was cool, but it always felt really underutilized because I'd be like, hey, this skill's cool, but I don't like this weapon, so I'm not going to yep. use it. In right. this one, it's again, it's sort of like the um, the spirits that you summon, like the the enemies and stuff that you can call in. It feels like an effort to sort of streamline it and maybe make it a bit more accessible, where okay. weapon arts can actually be changed around a bit more now. And they also doubly act as your scaling, which if you're not, hear me out. I'm not sure if you played magic builds at all, Joel, really, or went not too really, much down no. the path of scaling. But what no. that means in traditionally in the Dark Souls games, if you had a sword, and say you're like me, and you you know you're, you're doing a faith build, so you're doing miracles, mm-hmm. uh, the sword generally would scale off one of your like main your other stats. Like usually, it's a, if it's a sword, it would be strength. So basically, the higher your strength number, like your strength stat, the more damage it does. But okay. if you're doing a faith build, you're probably pouring a lot of points into faith. So then you would want to make it into like a, a blessed sword. Which you okay. need you need to go and collect a specific stone, take it to a blacksmith, then farm a bunch more stones to increase the uh the buff to like plus two, plus three, and all that. In this one, it seems like the weapon arts will act as that scaling bonus. So you okay. can apply the best example I've got is I got I got a magic one, a sorcery one, which I applied to my sword. And then I could keep it either as a standard one where it would strength scale of strength, or I could change it to a magic weapon where it would scale with my int. Okay. And it just was much easier than it's been in the past. And I wonder if that's their way of, of from software's way of being like, experiment with weapon arts. Like certain ones only bind to certain weapons. But there's It's got like a, a bit of a like D D feel to it too, because there are some like classes and characters that you can build that like uh, for attack rolls, you can use your intelligences or your wisdom modifier yeah. instead of your strength modifier or whatever. Yeah. And there's some there's some fucking cool shit. A lot of them are. It is also a way if you're one of those um, I'm not calling anyone out. You know, if you're one of those strength builds, you know, you don't want to play with magic. Don't be yeah. a coward. Magic's really fun. Do it. Um, <clears throat> this sort of feels like a middle ground where you can you can put a magic ability on your sword. But you don't, yeah. need, you don't need to go on magic. Just keep it scaling with strength. No problem. You're yeah. not some filthy range scum. Don't worry about it. But seriously, that magic's seems, fun. <laughs> that seems like something I would do, to be honest. But <laughs> I don't know. I actually feel like I might try out... The spells like magic, in this game like a, are yeah. crazy. Like, there's the obvious... Like, a lot of the ones they've shown are kind of standard fare. Uh, little, little aside that will mean nothing to most people. But I think if you like Dark Souls, you'll kind of like it. Uh, they are making an effort to sort of differentiate a bit to how this stuff works in Dark Souls. Like, in this one, the magic is... It's referred to as, like, the, the science of the stars in this one. Like, it's... Oh. Magic comes from the uh, the glint stones. And basically, it seems like, yeah, like, more astral in its uses. And it cool. looks so cool. There's, like, the basic, like, blue energy balls and stuff like that um, Dark Souls usually has... There's a a meteor rain one where you sort of like rain like purple bolts down, which on a Sick. certain area of effect, which just looks really cool. So Hell flashy. Yes. Uh, and then on the miracle side, miracles or incantations as they are, have taken on both miracles and pyromancies, where in previous games, 
pyromancy was just like fuck it it's fire do what you want now it seems like <laughs> to use the fire stuff you need to actually have faith points which is interesting okay um i realize a lot of this is like you're just like that's one big sword and you know what you can do that too there are big swords you can still pick up a big sword and swing it around and not worry about magic at all and I that's why like- i've always liked these games because you yeah. get to build the character yeah absolutely yeah i do like big swords you have an i recommend elden ring i do uh, cool awesome um i uh, look i i'm pretty much going to be in on this on uh, um, day one as well but even if i'm going to be playing probably on ps4 so it's it's okay you can summon me in i'll just run around with my big sword and i i don't know if i will be able to throw lightning bolts like i do in the dark souls games but i trust in miyazaki to give me something uh, you, you'll get you'll get some sort of lightning, I think. He gave me like this cool beast claw attack, so that's a, a happy medium. He gave me there's a oh, it's like it's like frenzy flame or something, um, and it's it's a miracle. And basically, to describe the animation, your character in miracles you can charge with like the the attack buttons to sort of mm. to get a bit more oomph out of them. Yeah. So for this attack, the char- my my character like grabs their forehead and like flails about. And then just shoots in like a cone in front of him a bunch of like little energy blasts, which um then That's that 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 awful. fills up a chunk of a madness gauge, which is, <sighs> and so you can do that immediately after, and obviously if you do it too much, that madness gauge will fill, and then you will take a penalty to your FP, which FP is your MP essentially. Yeah, I forget what the FP stands for, but yeah, it's basically your mana points. And yep. you'll take, a, I think, a damage or a stamina penalty. But, um, yeah, it's really easy to avoid because you don't have to spam it. But if you want to, it's a very cool attack. And it's going to go all out with it, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's, it's, you, mentioned, you mentioned Frenzy in the context of a From Software game, and I just had, like, frenzy. flashbacks yeah. to, it's not to like Bloodborne. That. I was oh, like, my God. oh, God. Frenzy and Bloodborne is those stupid giant eye things. Oh yeah, like running from rock to rock as you're coming up to like yeah, just watching that meter fill and like please don't hit max. Oh god, it did, and then losing like three quarters of your health. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Nothing like that yet, but again, early days, early days. Who knows what's hiding in that later half of Elden Ring? Oh god. We've seen a small segment. We saw a bunch of bosses in the trailers that I haven't seen yet. I'm sure they're hiding some awful things in the late game. Hundred percent. I'm excited to see what nods there are, what references there are. I'm going to explore this world top to bottom. I'm going to get the platinum. I can't wait. I need more. I need more. I have to wait, though. You have to wait. Um, you have to wait. Banger of a menu theme as well. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I the Dark Souls that. music yeah. is always really good. But the Elden Ring main theme, it just hits different. And I don't know if it's because it sounds a lot more, like, epic and mythical and... but. It's awesome and sick. I need this game so badly. Like I said, it, it was, it like was awesome to play the beta. I'm so happy I did it. It was a great time. And now I miss it more than anything else. <laughs> it feels like it's a, a little bit more, again, like if the whole thing feels a little bit more like D&D tabletop RPG feel to it. Like with a lot of like its abilities and things like that, um, which is cool. I mean, yeah, it... it it is definitely, like I said, it's a return to, to a more fantasy style. Mm-hmm. Um, Miyazaki's, obviously Dark Souls is like, you know, medieval, dark medieval fantasy. Yep. Uh, again, it's too early to tell how, where it will go from there because they always have like a thing 
Like Bloodborne, obviously, <laughs> has a very specific direction it goes. Oh, yeah. For, and that yeah. is the reason a lot of people love that game. And um, I yeah, love that game. I'm so curious to see where Elden Ring goes. I want to know more, but I also like I'm at, now I've now I played it. That's it, right? I don't want to see anything about this game. Yeah. Until it comes out, like you've sold me. Like frankly, you'd sold me on the first trailer, but yeah, now I when, played it. I'm like, no more. I'm good. <laughs> when there were rumors circulating, you're like, yeah, yeah I was I'll like, play, all right, cool, I'll new from software game. Yeah. See you there. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, yeah, you know, I'm a convert to this series now. Even though I didn't finish Sekiro, but like I've I've played through Dark I don't not through Dark Souls two. I played a, a fair bit of Dark Joel, Souls two. Joel, Joel, Joel. Dark Souls two is twenty four dollars. If you want to play Dark Souls two, I'll play Dark Souls two. I'm just desperate for more from software. That's all it is, really. We should go back to that um, old hunters DLC. We need to. Actually, actually hey, to you it. know what? I think that's also one special. I own it. Oh, remember I bought it. it when we were on. Oh, I wait, bought it when we were on holiday. I need to patch it. Runs, runs at thirty frames on PS5. Yep, it's an eyesore. Fix that, Sony. You have yep. the power. You have the money. At least we'll be on like somewhat even playing field then, like in terms of hardware. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and like I played, like I, played, I finished Bloodborne. Bloodborne was the game that turned me around on playing difficult games in general. It's always yeah, you find um, that one. Yeah, and it was Bloodborne. Like I, I, I fucking adore that game so much. But um, and then I played through Dark Souls three. Loved that as well. Um, didn't quite get that far in Sekiro, but it's yeah. Look, Sekiro. Like I know, I know a few Souls fans who like hit a wall there. Like mm-hmm. I said, Sekiro is. It doesn't bend to you. You have to. Nah. You have to work with it because it's just like, oh no, no, no! You beat. Yep. You come here. You come here and you beat me. I'm not. I'm not fucking. Yep. I'm not taking a knee here. I'm not coming to you. Yeah. Like there were but, times like, playing that game where I was like, I don't know if I'll. I don't think I'll beat it. And then miraculously, yeah. after just banging my head against a brick wall, I would do it and I'd be like, yes, Huzzah. I need a break. <laughs> yes, put the controller down. Walk away. Yeah. Um. But everything I've seen about. Elden Ring and and heard you speak about now and heard others speak about um I'm feeling real good about this one I'm, I would very I'm very much excited to, to get my hands on it eventually yeah like again I, I do think from software might have some work to do unlike little things like they, they do have like a, a, a they had a bug form and I think I've got a survey to fill out as well with any suggestions because there's a few things I would probably mention like you have a lot of invulnerability when you're jumping. So like okay. you can sort of jump through some attacks, and I'm like, if this is intentional, fine. But I feel like maybe you could tweak a little bit because I feel okay. like I'm too untouchable when I jump sometimes. Um, maybe that's like a, a comfort blanket for the first yeah. area, and then from then on out, it's just like, oh no, all other enemies jumping <laughs> I mean, maybe. is useless. Like it's so hard yeah. to tell what was specifically tweaked in a way for the closed beta. It could be a of simple course. matter of like they had certain things, certain sliders in certain spots. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I do think from software might it's still they still have a way to goes when it comes to like accessibility and stuff. It doesn't have much in the way of customization in the options, which is a bummer. Um, but I do think a lot of a lot of um, a lot more people might be able to access it, you know, with the addition of like the um, summoning spirits and yep. uh, the weapon arts being easier to wrap your head around and like less obtuse where you're like, okay, I need to go get this random um coal or ore to give to this blacksmith so we can make blessed weapons to buff, to, to scale to my faith, which I'm putting all my points into. And so it's like, cool, I found this weapon that I like. I can make it a, a faith one, scale my sword with faith, use this ability, bam, done. 
yeah, just little, and you can still improve past that. Like you can still get your ore and like do plus two, plus three and so on and right. so forth, which is good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of, a lot of it just feels like more refined and that's great. That's cool. But yeah, there's that's still really some, cool. some extra steps from software could do in, in the settings to give, you know, people a bit more customization. But, um, yeah, I guess I should stop talking about Elden Ring, shouldn't I? <laughs> I, sh- I, I need to cut you off at some point. I'm I know. It's, yeah. Don't we, worry, I'll, we, I'll probably talk about it more on Twitter. I saved most of it for here. <laughs> Just in like, Yeah, well, it's fine. We, but we'll, we'll come back to it. We'll circle back around to it in, in February. I'm trying to think if I missed anything. If you've got any other questions, let me know, Joel. I, I just... I'm trying to think. I, um, bosses, combat, the world, the exploration. Um, I was... I initially was worried that it was gone, but because I couldn't find it immediately, but the item descriptions are still intact, and they're okay. still... You can still get your little nuggets of lore through there. Okay, cool. Like, there was cool, one cool, I cool. got on a... um One of the summoning spirits was, like, for this weird ghost jellyfish, and it mentioned, like a little girl who promised her sister or something that they would see the stars. I'm like, that's going to be a prepare to cry on like Vati Vidya's YouTube channel in a year. <laughs> You're going to watch this video and be like, fuck, that's depressing. Yeah. Like yeah. Dark Souls, if you give it the time or if, if you, if you really, if you're interested in Dark Souls, I mean, you probably already do this anyway. If you're interested in Dark Souls and don't want to play it, go and sub to Vati Vidya. Cause the stories in these games, like as much as I love how hard the games are, the worlds are really what I come for. Yeah. And for just these weird, I the weird NPCs I'm going to find in this game, I just am so excited about. There's one guy who's been turned into a tree and you have to like hit him with your sword to, to snap him out of it. He's like, why'd you do that? Oh, that guy turned me into a tree. Uh, thanks, I guess. And he talks I've... about... He's yeah, like, I've seen um, and heard a couple of Yeah, I missed him for so long. I just stumbled upon him in like the closing hours. I'm like, oh, hit the sword. And he's like, oh, cheers. I'm like, you're welcome. And then he I've says, heard about like the, the guy with the monkey, uh, the guy who's a monkey or something. Like, I missed the monkey somewhere. I missed the monkey somewhere. And there's a pot guy. The pot guy is named the beta, but yeah, there's a guy, in a, there's a big yeah. pot guy stuck in the ground. He got a hit with a club to get out. And he's just like, oh, so good. you know, he killed me, but thanks for saving me. <laughs> no no signs of mimics yet but they're watch oh, them surely they've got to be there they're one of the best trolls in dark souls <laughs> and also like it's it's a fantasy staple it is it like, absolutely it is. is an absolute fantasy staple having um, and plus the way that the, the from software interpretation of mimics is just oh, i hate it they're awful just these big the... lanky things oh oh yeah i hate them as well it's awful yeah. to look at elden ring is oh. early early next year um, you can look forward to me talking about it a lot. Like, I'll, I'm, I'll be there. I'll I be am there. so sorry. Like, it's going to be so bad for my health if, if, if Breath of the Wild 2 comes out in that, in like March, because I'm sorry, but I'm still going to be playing Elden Ring. Sorry, Zelda. Like, I love you. I love you. But I really love Elden Ring. <laughs> What if what if Elden Ring is the sequel to the Breath of the Wild? I will lose my mind and be like, wow, multi-platform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's very true, yeah. Ignore yeah. that part. <sighs> anyway, though, Karen, I think that's an episode. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> All right, I'll stop home. talking about Elden Ring. I just I'm try- I'm sure I've missed stuff. If you've got if I mean, 
other people played it. But if you want to ask me about it, you can find me on Twitter, which we'll get to when I get to my twags. As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate your support and you lending us an ear. Uh, if you want to throw us some feedback, any any of the podcast platforms you listen to us on, whether that's Podbean, Podchaser, iTunes, anything like that, uh, any sort of reviews you can chuck us or thumbs up or stars would be greatly appreciated. Uh, and of course, you can find us across all the social medias. And when I say all, I mostly mean Facebook, Twitter, well, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram in that order of priority. Where you can find us where yeah. we are at Dialogue Options. Uh, as for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter, where I am at LemonManX, where I haven't even got my Twitter feed open because literally the only thing I'm thinking about right now is the fact that the Game Awards are weeks Ooh. away and Ooh. Metroid Dread is up for Game of the Year. Oh, baby! You know what to do, people. Go and yep. vote for it. Um, and yeah, if, if you've got any Elden Ring questions or you want to talk to me about Elden Ring, if you played the beta, I'd love to talk Elden Ring. It's really good. Um, <laughs> so you can just you can just at me there if you want. Uh, where yep. can I find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, where I've just been... If you want to see pictures of my, my sweet Forza Horizon controller, they're up there as well. I've just been talking about Guardians and Forza, which was what we talked about in this episode. Um yeah, I've been pretty boring on Twitter lately. Uh, so I'll use this time now to plug our PAX radio episode that we put out Ooh. last week. Which, uh, yeah, is a uh, one of our video game battle royale. A certain amount of games enter, one leaves victorious um, episodes that we do. Um, it was so, rough because yeah, we they were all really good Australian indie games. They were very, very good. Um, and it's funny because if we'd done it like... A month later. Wait, do we do we have unpacking on there? I don't know. We did. Oh boy. Yeah, because we haven't played would have it. Changed I think we talked a about of, it. a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, it might not have made it. Oh, maybe. Who I knows? Know. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Things would have gone anyway, in a different order. Who knows how whether cars would have fell? That's very true. Anyway, but if you want to find out what uh, the dialogue options like Australian indie game is. Um, go and I'll listen give to that you episode. A hint. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe look well, to the last hour of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Maybe. Continue. Anyway. Uh, but, but yeah, that's about it for me on uh, on Twitter. Yeah, All right, it's been then. boring lately. Well, I've held you up long enough, Joel. Uh, <laughs> thank you for humoring me as I just, I, I'm pretty sure just like spewed Elden Ring at you. For like, it felt like a, it looks like a solid 40 odd minutes. My apologies. Uh, and we will catch you guys next time. Options podcast.